Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOB show. That's S-C-H-A-U-B show. All right. And you're going to bet and then you're going to win a bunch of money. All right. You can win uh, a ton of money in free bets. If you start winning, they have all sorts of giveaways, all sorts of bonuses, your new parlays, do whatever you want, man. They got it all one-stop shop at DraftKings. That's promo code SHOB show. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code SHOBSHOW. We got you. DraftKings. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. Yeah, I'm good to go, Chin. Nice. Thanks, everybody, for coming on on this early Monday morning. It is a holiday. It's June 10th. Juneteenth. Juneteenth. End of slavery. Um, what'd you say? End of slavery. That's right, Chin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's freaking right, Chin. Yep. So please, dude, a little respect. <laughs> uh, the One of the good things of holidays in California, because I, I don't know if every state honors it like California does, but it's an official holiday here. So kids have school off. So no summer camp for my kiddos. So they're going to drive my girl crazy all day. So that's fun. But then uh, no traffic. That's the biggest thing. No traffic. Can you remember during the pandemic, no traffic? It was beautiful, man. I could get anywhere in LA in 18 minutes. Yeah. Downtown, west side, didn't matter. 18 minutes. That's not like everyone's like, oh, LA's so big. Oh, my God. It's really not. There's just traffic. so many people. If you yeah. want to get anywhere, it's the traffic. Even then, it's not as bad. Listen, I'm all over. There's way worse. Houston's fucking terrible. Atlanta, Chicago, Seattle. You want to talk about Seattle? Traffic in Seattle? Come holler at your boy, dude. It's a beast, man. Um, but happy Father's Day, too. Happy belated Father's Day to all the papas out there. Hopefully you had a good Father's Day. I, uh, I had a nice one. That's me wrestling with my kiddos there. They always want to wrestle. They always want to wrestle with, with their dad. Yeah, Basti, love, they, they don't stop either, man. They're it both is not. nonstop. Nonstop, because their dad's big. They constantly harass me and beat me up. Um, but yeah, I went to the Malibu car show, man, my kids, um, what the, this guy says some great ones today. I skipped it cause I thought it'd be slow. Oh my man, you were wrong. It was not slow. I'm with you. I thought it might be slow too, but there were some fire ass cars there. You know, there's some special Lamborghinis. My kids love Lamborghinis. It drives me nuts. Um, but that, uh, that's a 68 Ferrari Daytona V12. Things probably a million plus bucks. That's like expensive. that is an ultimate Ferrari. I mean, it's a ultimate Ferrari. They came out with a new Daytona. I mean, I think there's only like 300 of them. They're so impossible to get. But this old one, uh, when I saw it drive by, I was like, oh, dad, dad. I told my kids, I'm like, dad needs a picture of that car. And my son's like, that thing? I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, what do you mean that thing? And so I educated him on it, and he did not care. He was like, dad's car is old. Let's move on. And there's a a pink Porsche. He's like, let's move on the Porsche. I'm like, God damn it, dude. You know? And there's always these dogs there, but not the, not the lady that runs the Malibu cafe. There's not the friendliest lady. I'm like, <laughs> hey, listen, if you're gonna put two labs out front of the freaking cafe, people are going to touch them. Yeah. You know, she's just not very friendly. Like she's so disturbed. The business is over there. It's weird because they've been trying to shut down that uh, cars and coffee forever. forever. You don't like it. 
because it, it, you know it shuts down the parking lot but there's so many people I'm like it has to be good for business yeah, like whenever i'm in there it's booming dude booming yeah father's day was good son made a card for me um it was kind of disturbing because the spelling was so bad and it was very disturbing and then um don't get me wrong it was a great father's day but this is how it went woke up uh both my kids had a card for me boston's just scribble right because he's two so that thing was kind of a nightmare and then tigers he made at school on my cat i go t did any did any teacher help you with this he's like no like my name was spelled Braden. um he's like i love my dad more than i love lamborghinis i'm not even trying to tell you i spelled lamborghini um just all it was i was like dude this is a hot mess buddy what are we this is private school education what are we doing here and then my girl's like, oh, here's your gift. I'm a double X. She got me a XL shirt, so that didn't fit. So we are off to a tough start. Tough start. Tough start. Uh, Saturday night was uh, Chris D'Elia's wedding in Santa Barbara. Um, good little rips. Could go for Life Rips Cold Brew, not going to lie. This is my pitch to uh, Chris is uh, me and him start a coffee chain for sure we're both so that's into all coffee about, yeah. yeah it's all we talk and i like, we don't have to call it thick boy coffee like we have life rips got whatever you want to do man mm -hmm. it'd be so dope but his wedding was so dope man it was in santa barbara i drove down there that's me and eric griffin there uh because i went solo my girl didn't go i went solo so i was the you know the lonely wolf he uh eric came with his uh wife so uh you had to take pictures mm -hmm. and i had nobody to take picture with <laughs> Eric goes, we should take a picture like we're holding uh, Brian and Theo, but they're not there. And then we're going to Photoshop their bodies in. We wanted to, but then we just did that one. Mm. Don't be mad at that suit either. Daddy has some fire suits. I just never have a place to wear them. Because remember, when I used to host the pre and post shows for the Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys, all that shit. The worst thing about Ian's prior, I'm not with him anymore. One many reasons. But is uh, I can't just, they can't just hire a stylist and throw me suits off the shelf it doesn't work like that so every suit i had had to be custom and they have to cover the budget right so it's custom but once it's custom you, you just keep it so it costs them thousands of dollars every show and they had to pay your boy right you gotta pay daddy for his for his brain you know what i'm saying to chime in on pop culture you gotta pay daddy for the award shows that would skim through I had no idea most people that were performing but i did my best probably another reason i got fired but the thing is uh, they just didn't renew my contract but the thing is is uh all those suits i you know i probably have 10 suits from them but i and they're fire suits like you won't see them anywhere custom made like they're so fire have my son's names in, in the inside also has like one that suit in particular you open it up has a bunch of famous mobster um like uh their uh, prison mugshots it's sick really sick i've nowhere to wear them though but so whenever i can i text chris as i'm driving up like, dude i'm not even trying to flex on you but my suit is fire my man let me know what color you're wearing because i don't want to upstage everybody but it was just a nice little wedding i'll tell you what man after going to delia's wedding schultz's wedding these boys my boys do it right it's not long drawn out they say their vow and it's out, man. Mm -hmm. And then the then the best man speeches, usually it's from a comic like Schultz's was Charlemagne, his was fire. And then for Delia's, it was um oh, why is it blanking on his name? His boy. And they go to his page. Uh Linochi. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Linochi. 
uh, Linochi uh, gave the the best man. Well, it was Linochi, and then his uh, youngest brother too. It was only brother uh, gave the speeches. Now the bridesmaid's speech. Let's talk about that. The, I could not stop laughing because it dragged on forever. There's three of them. It just it just brought the wedding a screeching halt. But because um, they went up first, and there's three of them, and they talked way too long. But it was all inside like jokes. That note, and all I could think about is bridesmaids nailed that nailed to a fucking t and bridesmaid when she's like i still want our rock and sushi you know sushi nights and she's like inside joke theirs was all inside jokes everyone's like oh my god and then uh, chris's brother goes on kills it and then uh Linochi went on just set the place on fire he crushed it man it was so fucking funny food was good the the ceremony like the the party after afterwards we got the reception mm -hmm was like this cool little room. It felt like you were in like a cotton candy heaven. It was like this little room that cotton candy. There's a small dance floor, a live band, like a dope ass band. Everybody was dancing stuff. That's when your boy left. I snuck out. But then the, out to the side, he had a life rips, little coffee stand. Cause yeah. he's obsessed with coffee bean. That's where we differ. I'm a Starbucks guy. He's a coffee bean guy. So, but there they are. There the boys are. That's making my cold brew at 10 o'clock at night. Cause I had to drive back to wake up early with the kiddos. It's a good time though. Proud of Chris. We got King the Sting today, man. Schedule's all messed up this week. Brian's in Greece. I know. You guys are still getting a fire kid. We did we did an extra one last week with Jeff Dye, so that drops today. And then uh, you know, Theo's doing his thing. Theo is doing his thing. So, you know, we're figuring it out. There were some uh fights over the weekend though. My boy Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett. So that was the main event, right? And then the co-main event was supposed to be Cowboy and Joe Lozon, and that didn't end up happening. And I don't. The one thing about Dana is they've tried it twice now. You never seen that fight. Yeah. It's out. Joe Lozon's uh, knee locked up, and he says it's happened from time to time. It's a knee that he's had issues on. He's like, it'll lock up, but then I just whatever do my thing, and it, it starts working. And he goes, for whatever reason, it just would not work. He's like, that was joking around. My corner man jumped on his back like I was choking him out to get out of there, but just never worked. So, you know, all the years, one of my faves, I love Joe Lozon. Um, so that's a bummer because that'd been a fun fight, especially on that main card. But, uh, you know, with Josh Emmett and Calvin Cater, I think if you watch that fight and you weren't like blown away by it, I think because if you look at, because I watched it from the prelims to the main, right? Um, there were so many exciting fights, like first round finishes, TKOs, KOs, like it was on, man. So I think for a lot of people, when you get that main event, you're and there was a lot of mismatches on the card too, so you can get a lot of cool knockouts, right? So when you get to that main event, you're talking about Josh Emmett and Calvin Cater, two of the best best featherweights on the freaking planet. Neither of them are knockout artists, and it's going to be, you know, it, that's a real competition, man. High, high level martial arts. So chances of a, get a finish out of there, I didn't think it would be a finish, but I had to go to the wedding, right? I had to leave at the ceremony was at five so i had to leave at three it took me like an hour and a half to get there so i saw most of the prelims and i record it and then i watched the uh main event at probably one in the morning like a psychopath probably one in the morning but i saw online and obviously people text me so i can never get away from fights even if i don't watch them too many people spoil it for me because too many friends are into it or they ask me like oh what'd you think of that i knew something was going on because i got a text from my boy todd who's like man did you have that going emmett's way and i was like oh thank you sir thank you i've avoided it all this long thank you and then i look up online and 
I I went Cal, I love Calvin Cater. He was on the show last Monday. He's one of my favorites. He's a buddy of mine, so I'm very biased. I don't know Josh Emmett. I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. Watching his story with his wife and the injuries he's overcome and being inactive and then fighting Calvin Cater. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. And I'm sure he's a great guy, but I don't know him. So I and I tell you guys all the time, I am biased. I'm very biased. If I know somebody or I have a connection with somebody, it is what it is. I root for them. I'm biased. I told Calvin he knows who I'm rooting for on the show. I'm very open about it. It's no knock on Josh M. I'm sure he's a great fucking guy. Phenomenal fighter. But doing it for a hot second. So I went into the fight, even though I know the the outcome, I went in going, Oh, I'm gonna watch this and I I bet I can find a narrative where Calvin won. I'll come on the show Monday and argue it for Calvin and trying to change the narrative for whatever that means. I don't think I have that much power, but that would be my kind of take for Monday's show. I'll be able to watch the, all five rounds. I'll watch it twice. So I'll watch it. Uh, this is how I usually operate. I'll watch it once on my own. Then the next morning I'll watch it. And then I'll read like breakdowns of, you know, some of the best out there and what they thought. And then I'll come up with my own kind of take on it. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch the fight with Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater, even though Josh won by split decision, I bet I can find spots and argue that Calvin won because I'm a Calvin fan. I'll change the narrative. Watch the fight three times. There's no way Calvin won. Really? It's just not. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, at at best, you you know, you have him uh, winning two rounds. You know, but uh, so you give for sure the second round to Calvin. But outside that, it's tough. It's tough. His you know he's he's obviously. I do think he's the better uh, boxer. And this was just a boxing match. Unfortunately, I think. Josh could have done some more things as far as wrestling and mixing it up to definitely get a way bigger uh, convincing decision, even though it was split. Um, and I think Calvin could use some kicks. You know, the kicks could have mixed it up for him. I think that could have been a big difference, but he didn't want to get taken down. But Calvin has great takedown defense. So, you know, it was a straight up boxing match. Um, I think the difference was Josh Emmett just, you know, the, the number one priority in judging is damage damage done inflicted damage and josh emmett definitely did more damages he just hits harder and when it looks harder so you'd see even if calvin block it he kind of wince you know it, i mean, i don't want to say wince because it's calvin cater but it just had a bigger effect even if he was at landing the combinations it was more explosive more aggressive more memorable for the judges so um even that even that being said um i i just I gave Calvin maybe one round. I could see you give him two. There's an argument for two, but outside that, I don't see it. I don't see it, and I hate saying that. I, I was hoping to come in here and argue for Calvin, and I just, as much as I love him, I can't. There's no, they got it right on this one. 48-47, uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. The one judge, 47-48, I'd love to hear how they came to that conclusion. I would love it if you could interview the judges after the fight, like, so 47 48 get, tell us why you gave calvin those rounds and what round you gave them and the reason why you did it just so i think it would help the criticism on the judges if we knew their way of thinking because we have no clue right we have no clue we have no clue um it's a great fight though you know it did get the fight of the night um you know calvin's in a tough spot because you know, whenever he gets to the to that the fight to get him to the next level, he's lo- even though split decision, he's still a loss. Um, so he's not going to go too far down the queue. You know, he's ranked four now. Um, so I, I, you know, he would probably get the loser of uh, Ortega Yair. I'd assume 
it's gonna get dicey because if Brian Ortega wins, um, do you get because Brian the the featherweight division is fantastic. But so if Brian Ortega beats Yair Rodriguez, <clears throat> which is coming up soon, is it too soon to give Brian Ortega another title shot? Right, he lost to Max and he lost to Volkanovski. He had some moments, especially in the Volkanovski one with that guillotine. You know, he had his moments, but. He lost recently, so I, I I don't know. If Yair wins, it's very clear who gets the next title shot. Um, I know Josh Emmett was saying title shot. I don't see that happening any faster. He hasn't been active enough. Uh, a Calvin Cater split decision win. I Even though he beat the number four guy, um, and he'll probably, I think the move uh, Josh up to six or five, um, I think the next move for Josh Emmett, because <clears throat> You know, he's been inactive, and you, you got to be active to get a tile shot, right? Um, so he's he's been pretty inactive, gets a split decision win over Cater. I just don't think it's enough to argue for a tile shot, even though he's won, what, five in a row now? Yeah, five in a row. You know, Danny Gay, Shane Burgos, Michael Johnson, he has some big wins. He has some big wins. But um, I just don't think the title shot is next for him. I think... Um, he's going to have to go through a guy like Arnold Allen. Um, I do think Arnold Allen is the boogeyman of this division. So you have, to me, you have two outliers in this featherweight division that aren't <clears throat> mainstream, meaning they're not in the talks for a title shot right now, but both of them have the talent to definitely in the next year fight for the title. That'd be Arnold Allen, who's won, what, nine in a row? Uh, it's going to be tough to beat that guy. So I'd love to see Arnold Allen step up and fight uh, Josh Emmett. And people will say, well, Josh just beat the number four guy. Arnold's ranked whatever, number six. No, I, I, I get that. I, I get that. But um, I think the hardcores know what, what, what you're dealing with um, with Arnold Allen. You know, I think he's a guy who, uh, you know, he's coming off a big win over Dan Hooker. He absolutely annihilated Dan Hooker. So I would I would love to see Arnold Allen uh, Emmett next, and then if Emmett were to beat him, and then we have because you got to let the Ortega Yair fight figure out, you let the Max Holloway Volkanovski fight. So if you're Emmett, you've been inactive. You got to stay active. A big win over a guy like Arnold Allen, or even a big win over a guy like Bryce Mitchell. So the two boogeymen to me of the division that aren't in the talks right now of fighting for a title would be Arnold Allen and Bryce Mitchell. They're gonna be tough customers to beat. Very tough. I, Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell is fantastic too. And I know, I don't think Emmett's this guy in uh, Calvin Cater sure as fuck not this guy, but um, you know, when it comes to rankings, because Arnold Allen's six and Bryce Mitchell's nine, you could say, well, if he wants to get a title shot, he needs to fight, you know, two or three. It doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. I, I think for in this division, because it's kind of, tied up at the top there with Max fighting for the title, Ortega, Yair Rodriguez. Um, again, if Yair wins, he's getting the next title shot. But So you're going to be waiting a hot second, hot second. If you if it, Let's say Dana came out in the press conference, which he didn't, but if Dana came out and was like, Josh Emmett's next in line, okay, fighting December at best? You know, depend how those other fights go. And you've been inactive, you don't want that, man. You really don't. So I think Emmett's going to get a guy like Arnold Allen or um, Bryce Mitchell. Because, you know, Bryce wants a top five guy. I think they moved Josh up to five. Chan Sung Jung definitely shouldn't be five. I know you love him, Chin. Sh- sh- shouldn't be. You're, cr- you're out of your mind if you can watch. And again, I'm a Korean Zombie fan. 
it is what it is. He's at the twilight of his He says he wants one more fight. Very cool. <clears throat> You're out of your goddamn mind. If you think Korean Zombie could be Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett, uh, Giga, or Bryce Mitchell right now. That ain't happening in any facet. So I like the ratings. I'm like, all right, that's just a... That's just a respect thing. We all respect Green Zombie. There's no way he's the number five guy in the world. There's no way. There's no way you think he beats Arnold Allen, Josh Emmett, Giga, or Bryce Mitchell. And they're six, seven, eight, nine. There's no way. No. You're telling me he's going to beat the guys ahead of him? You're telling me he's going to beat Yair, Ortega, Holloway? We know he's not beating fucking uh, um, Volkanovsky. He fought Ortega. Saw how that went. Yeah. You know? So for him to be at five, it's like, the guys doing the, the rank, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a respect thing, which I, I'm i all about it. I'm with you, man, but he, he ain't beating them. I'm telling you, you guys, put star next to Arnold Allen and uh, Bryce Mitchell. Next year, they're, they're going to be real threats there. I mean, they're threats now. Arnold Allen's number six. We're, you know, we're starting to talk about him now, but, um, you know, so for, uh, for Emmett, um, you know, it's good to see a guy like him that's overcome injuries and stuff like that, and he's you know he's been in the home and the show his wife like can't help but love the guy and he's a he's an exciting fighter too you know he's a good wrestler but you know he, he he was a uh he was a golden gloves champ fellow alumni golden gloves champ not a big deal i won in colorado he won in texas is that right jen well who are we talking about now sorry uh emmett oh where'd he win his golden oh, gloves Chicago. it does matter it does matter because you know if you want in you know Maine. All right. I'm Not sure to say. So, so hold on. Emmett wrestled his first. Let me see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmett was born in Phoenix. All right. He studied psychology in college with the intention of going to law enforcement. And there's, he couldn't look more like a cop. He looks like RoboCop. <laughs> uh, bachelor's degree in Menlo College. You know Menlo, Big Mark. Menlo College did a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal uh, football player come out of there. Uh, and it was Division Three Menlo, or it might be NAIA. Uh, his name was, I think, Vincent Jackson or Jackson something. Monster. So fucking good at football. Played for the Broncos for a long time. Do that out of Division Three is fucking insane. Uh, so Emmett wrestled for 14 years, began at El Camino uh, Fundamental High School. Well, I call it Fundamental High School. Is that one of those like secondary school? You know what I'm saying? Is that a, one of those prom schools? Uh, continuing college years, Emmett wrestled his first two seasons at a junior college level. Sacramento City College before transfer and at Menlo. Uh, after his co- co- collegiate career was over, he joined Uriah Faber's Ultimate Fitness to continue his desire in competing. Emmett has also uh, com- accomplished uh, jiu-jitsu in World Championship Blue Belt. Okay. Uh, doesn't say where. So I would assume California, hmm. which is very impressive. I think California, it's California and New York have the biggest kind of, uh, I think California, Texas, and New York have the biggest um Golden Gloves competition. I mean, Colorado's no punk. Let's not let's not throw shade on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he thought he was gonna get screwed by the judges. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. Of course you did. Yeah, of course you did. You never again. I would love uh, if the judges had to do short interviews. Like just do it with someone who's safe, like not the MMA media who are going to light them up and like ask a million questions. So I'll just have like Megan O'Leary or um, uh, who's the girl we love, uh, uh, Laura Sanko. Laura Sanko. Like have Laura Sanko sit down with them. Like let's go through the judging. How dope of a series would that be? Yep. Behind the judging with Laura Sanko 
And she sits down with him like, how the hell did you get here? But she's not that aggressive, you know? And she's easy on the eyes, so they're kind of like, all right, here we go. She's cool, you know? Like, you don't want my big, gnarly ass in there smelling like musk and tobacco, you feel me? And whiskey. You don't want that. You need like a kind of a, a nice ambiance where they feel relaxed playing some like cool music I'm like you want a drink and let's talk about the fight how you judge that and then by then she's like you're out of your fucking mind it'd be such a lit show behind the judging laura sanko that one's for free fight pass after that i'm gonna start charging um kevin holland had uh, you know if you didn't pick an mvp of the night be well, it's tough not to say josh emmett even though a split decision but really it should have been a majority decision it's a good fight, especially being a guy in Calvin Cater. It's a big feather in his cap. Um, but if you had to give an MVP outside the main event, be Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland looked fantastic. Um, I I think what's next for Kevin Holland, you know, after he kind of he fell on hard times, right? And then he did his thing, went to AKA. He's getting a lot better. They're still not putting him with a ton of wrestlers. Tim Means is, you know, a, a wily vet. Uh, for him to just absolutely dominate Tim Means says a lot about where Kevin Holland's at. I think for Kevin, I I think it's time for another test. I would like like a, a, a welterweight. I'd like like a a Wonder Boy would be a fun matchup. I think Wonder Wonder Boy would be fun. He called out Sean Brady. Now this is the reason why I like Kevin Holland, which we should get him on here. Uh, tell homegirl, um, Kevin Holland obviously is a big personality. Talks in the cage, does his thing. When you lose, obviously people you know talk all that shit and blah blah blah, but. He's obviously getting better. I do think it'd be a fun test, but one of the reasons I love Kevin Holland is you'll hear guys call guys out and they're trying to get the biggest, most famous guy that's the easiest fight possible. This dude called out Sean Brady. Again, I told you in the featherweight division, uh, Arnold Allen and our boy Bryce Mitchell are the boogeymen. In the welterweight division, there couldn't be a scarier guy right now than Sean Brady, Philadelphia's finest. And for Kevin Holland who, you know, he is good at jiu-jitsu, but the wrestling seems to be an issue. Sean Brady can grapple his ass off. So it's not like he's calling out the perfect matchup like a Vicente Luque who's going to strike with him, like a Wonderboy Thompson who's going to strike with him, like a Jorge Mavzal who's a huge name. No, dude, he called out the Philadelphia boogeyman and Sean Brady. And I was like, oof, I do, I do not like that fight for Kevin Holland. But you never know. He's getting better, but yeah, Sean Brady, the, he's going to have something coming his way too. You know, he is a fucking monster out of Philadelphia. These Philadelphia boys, man, they got something going on up there, man. They got a lot of monsters coming out of there, and Sean Brady's probably the captain of that movement, and he is a problem. The UFC's going to have to, you know, he he's ranked nine. Two of the guys above him, you know, I assume that's who he wants to fight. He's been calling out everybody. No one's kind of taking the bait. Because, you know, Sean Brady, I think he's another guy who he's a problem for a lot of guys. So you look at Jorge Mavzal's not going to fight him. Wonder Boy might. I think Wonder Boy uh, uh, do what the UFC tells him to do. So I could see Wonder Boy taking that fight. Um, I w again, I would love a, a Holland Wonder Boy fight. I think that'd be fun. Uh, Vicente Luque is such a fun fight for, for uh, Holland or Sean Brady if they don't make that fight happen. And I'll see Muhammad, uh, who we just had on food truck. One of my favorite guests, by the way. He's fantastic. You know, so you have Muhammad, Burns, Hamzat, of course, Leon Edwards fighting for a title, and Colby Covington's kind of doing his thing. So for Sean Brady, it's like it's off to the races. It's just tough because, again, that division, 
Camaro and Leon Edwards title fight coming up. What? Oh, what they announced it in August? The fights in August, and then you got uh, Colby. Kind of, they're trying to do Colby Hamzat on uh, ABC. You got Gilbert Burns at four. You got Muhammad right there. You got uh, Vicente Luque, and then Wonder Boy. Then Jorge Masvidal. Who knows what's going to happen there? But Dana did come out and say that the the charges that Colby Covington's pressing against Jorge doesn't affect their fighting. Mm. He was like, it, it does, it's not going to hold it up. They're they're able to go, which is interesting. Right? Yeah. I think because it's two UFC guys. Okay. If it was a regular civilian and Jorge and they were pressing charges, I think that makes it a little tougher for the UFC to promote a fight. Yeah. I like Neil Magny and uh, our boy. Holland. Holland. Yeah. Yeah, UFC is booming. You look at this. They're fucking stacked, dude. Stacked. But yeah, I'd give Holland uh, the MVP there. They give him a bonus? Performance of the night, yeah, Holland. That's the most they've ever given up. Jesus Christ. It's 11. Buckley, Adrian Yanez. Adrian Yanez was interesting, right? Because that Tony Kelly, he's the guy that said the uh, yeah, racist Brazilian, Brazilian stuff. Yeah. Racist, I don't think it was racist. I think it was off-colored. <laughs> but the, I don't think it was straight-up racism, you know? Yeah. Um, again, that's why I don't think the corner should be mic'd up. Also, going back to the corner in the Josh Emmett fight, his corner after two rounds goes, or going to the third goes, you're up two rounds. Now, I know a lot of people are criticizing Josh Emmett's corner, uh, the Team Alpha Male's corner for saying that. This is why I don't give a flying fuck. Because um, you don't know that fighter like they know him. Josh Emmett might be a guy who, if he thinks he's losing, he's take bigger risk and kind of put himself in a compromised position. Um, I do think after two is one one. Um, I, it's weird a corner go. You're up two nothing. But again, I don't know the 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 mm-hmm. fighter. They might be saying that because if he thinks he's doing well, then he's in a the right uh, frame of mind to take chances and try and get a finish. Because if they go, dude, you're down two, you're down two, man. He might freak the fuck out, and who knows what happens. So they know the fighter best. That's why I never judge a corner whatever they say uh, during the middle of a fist fight in a cage. Um, that's why they shouldn't be mic'd up because can only get them in trouble. So here with Josh M going, you're up two nothing. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But then in my head, I'm like, they know him better. Maybe he needs that motivation. Like that's what motivates him. If he thinks he's dominating, that gets him to his peak level. You know, that's why I never question that stuff. But it is strange. Go, oh, you're up two nothing. I was like, Kelly, you, de- man, those are close rounds. Those first two are close, man. Yeah, I definitely think you lost one. But again, they know him better than me, so. Maybe that's what he needs to get to where he's trying to go. Um, yeah, so Adrian Yadis, who's a straight-up savage. So good. Five and oh, right? Let's see how much she is right now. I know it's at least five in a row. Oh, shnikes. This boy is doing series. work. Mm-hmm. So he got his start on the Dana White Contender Series uh, August 2020. He got a knock at TKO in 39 seconds. Then they're like, all right, cool, man. Uh, you're going to fight in October in the real UFC and head kick KO performance of the night. This dude has had every fight he's had in the UFC. He's got a performance of the night or fight of the night. Nutsos. Yep. Now with Tony Kelly, a, he missed weight and he got uh, finished in the first round. Do they cut him? Let me see. Click on his record. How, how's it been going for him? Not too bad. Uh, two and two. We'll see what the UFC and then he has five of the night. All right. No, they don't cut him yet. 
Your boy Adrian Yanez, Jen, mm-hmm. get it done. We got him on the show today, too. Oh, yeah. A little bantamweight badass doing his thing. So it'll be interesting to talk to him. He's a monster. Yeah. I mean, that, that many bonuses. He's rich. He's rich, rich. He's so good. He's so, so good. Again. Yep. They put him on the, the, to kick off kind of the main card on purpose. Like, obviously, the kid brings it. I would be willing to bet after this, he's on pay per views. I hope so. Meaning, like, main card, yeah. not main event yet, but main card. Yeah. At Bantamweight, how exciting he is. Mm-hmm. Um, outside that, a oh, good card overall. Cody Stamen, Eddie Wyland, complete mismatch. It was a good win for Cody, but that was a toss up. Uh, Phil ha- Haas? Yeah, Phil Haas and Duran Wynn. That was. <sighs> Yeah, Duran Win. He's just too short for the division. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't reach him. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a nightmare for him. Yeah, uh, and he went hard at DC as well. I'm sure that's in your current events. Yep. Let's take a little break, kid, for me ranting and chatting about the fight world. Because man, I know you're like, oh, the NBA playoffs is over. There's no NFL. There's no huge UFC this weekend. Pay per view. What am I gonna do? Well. Sports is always going on, man. You got MLB happening right now. You got my Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup freaking finals, and they're up 2 nothing. The boys are going to bring it home, so make money. You can watch NHL Stanley Cup championship games with the Colorado Avalanche, and you can make money. They're going to beat the Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning don't stand a chance. They're down 0-2, but watch the Stanley Cup finals. Make some bank with my friends at DraftKings. Or if you're not a hockey guy, just watch MLB. There's a million games going on. All right? Bet on MLB. Make some cash, dude. Whatever you want to do it, you got to do it with my friends at DraftKings. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code SHOBSHOW. That's S-C-H-A-U-B, SHOW. All right? And you're going to bet, and then you're going to win a bunch of money. All right? You can win uh, a ton of money and free bets if you start winning they have all sorts of giveaways all sorts of bonuses you new parlays do whatever you want man they got it all one-stop shop at DraftKings that's promo code shop show only at DraftKings Sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details download the DraftKings Sportsbook app use promo code shop show we got you DraftKings last ad read kids and we get back to the show I promise Listen, it's a thick boy summer. It is here. Thick boy, thick girl summer. And maybe your goal is to get shredded. Maybe it's to get in the best shape of your life. Whatever it is, you need some help, man. You need some real, professional, smart, expert help, man. And that's where FitBod, it's an app. FitBod is an app, all right? It's a smart workout app that creates custom dynamic programming based on your goals, experience, and equipment that you have. They have this special algorithm. It uses data and analytics to build your best next workout. It maximizes your results just for you. The workouts ain't for everybody. It's not, you know, peanut butter jelly, not for everybody to consume. No, it's built just for you to get in the best shape of your life. It's a thick boy summer. That doesn't mean get out of shape summer. That means get in great shape so you look cool in your board shorts. You look cool at the barbecue with your shirt off. Whatever it is, you're looking cool on the gram, let FitBot help you out, man. The app is super easy to use. All right, there's HD video tutorials that make learning new exercises super easy. All right, it can integrate with your Apple Watch. All right, uh, apps like uh, it works with apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, Strava. All right, that's one I use for my biking. Uh, for less than the cost of one session with a personal trainer, you get a full year of personalized workouts with FitBod. Again, it's just for you. 
These workouts are designed, custom made for you. Is your trainer doing that? No. They have an idea what they're going to do for the day. Then all their clients get it. Not with FitBod. It's just for you to get in phenomenal shape, the best shape of your life. It's super easy. No more excuses. Download the app, right? Crush your summer fitness goals with personalized workouts from FitBod that improve as you do. That's right. And it's never the same. It's always improving. That's the way to get in shape, man. Get 25% off your subscription or try out the app for free when you sign up now at fitbod.me slash shop, S-C-H-A-U-B. That's 25% off your subscription or try it for free at fitbod.me slash shop. Fitbod. Mr. Adrian Giannis, what's happening, brother? Oh man, loving living life, man. That's just been the motto of like these last last couple months, man. Last actually like seven uh of my life, you know. So uh yeah, the best way to explain it. Yeah, you look good, man. Especially I mean, coming off that big victory. This must have been a uh satisfying one. I'm sure um you're aware of all the things going into this fight. So a lot of people are rooting for you. They didn't do homeboy any favors pairing them up with you you've been on this freaking banshee of a freaking streak just destroying dudes since you got into the ufc from the contender series uh did you feel pressure going into this one no i i didn't feel any pressure honestly like i i just try to put everything else just kind of like uh you know it's all just noise to me you know i i, I don't need I don't need to put any added pressure on myself, you know, cause I already put a lot of pressure on myself to try to do what I can to be perfect. You know, even though that being perfect is like something that's never, you're never going to be able to attain something just being perfect, you know? Uh, so for me, I already put a lot of pressure on myself. So I'm not letting, putting, letting anybody else or anything put any more pressure on me. So, you know, uh, yeah, you know, he, he kind of, he fucked that. He fucked it. He fucked himself up for that. Uh, just saying what he said, but you know, just gave me a whole bunch of fans on that end. So, uh, you know, he got mad at me during that whole the, during the whole thing. Like people, I kept asking me about about all that stuff, you know. So I was just like, oh, you know, it is what it is. But and shit, what, and yeah, I got was, to knock him out. Yeah, you did get to knock him out, which I think was <laughs> satisfying for a lot of fans out there, and definitely earned you more fans. Did you take his comments? I didn't take it as bad as most of the media did. Obviously, the media runs with that stuff. I, you know, I I thought it was distasteful but i wasn't like oh this is terrible he's a kkk member you know i was like ah, the guy's in the middle of a fight there's eye pokes hit dirty brazilian it is what it is oh yeah honestly i i honestly always look for it to try to sympathize with people because i'm just like you know i looked at what he said and i was like it's not the best thing he can say uh, dude i corner fighters all the time like oh, i yeah. corner my training partners all the time so uh i'm i'm i've never had to go back to be like look like look at that like brazilian honest. i never had to do that i'll always go look across the cage and be like you see that motherfucker over yep. there you go after him you know that's that's you know nothing against like not never going after race but i kind of tur turn my head sideways a little bit but that's about it man i'm just like well he's there cornering his significant other uh, it's like, of course, he's going to be in a state where he's just not not there. And, Correct. you know, the media kind of all like I gave him I cut him slack and I never said anything like talking shit towards it. It's like I get it because he's there cornering his significant other. Like, man, I don't want to see my girl get punched in the face. Hell no. Like, man, that, that completely sucks. That's going to put me in a difference. Like, of course, my heart would be racing. My heart yep. would be thumping Emotional. and all that shit. So, yep. yeah. So, yeah, I, I cut him some slack. It's just a, a lot of uh, MMA media 
uh, I'll be like, yeah, I know a whole bunch of Brazilian fans just definitely want to see me knock them out for bigotry. And they'll clickbait that and be like, Oh, Giannis said Brazilian fans want to knock him out for big. He's going to knock, knock him out for, for bigotry and all that stuff. It's like, no, if you actually go into that interview and actually listen to it or read it, you'll actually find out that's not what I said. You know, like the clickbait stuff in the back, even at the weigh-ins and then at the behind the scenes at the weigh-ins, he was talking shit. So I got screenshots like, bro, you got clickbait headshots. That's not, you didn't, yeah. hear, you didn't listen to it. You, know? you think he would know, you know, the way the media is treated. I'm like, come on, man. They're trying to build this fight and create a narrative that's not there. Of course, they're going to run with it. Now, you've had, what, five fights in the UFC? Five bonuses? What are we doing with all yeah, this money, five, my five. man? What, what are we man, doing with all this I'm money? Trying to put it away. I already got uh, an IRA, IRA set up for me. I'm actually trying to look into start grabbing uh, more properties. I just bought my first house uh, last year. So Congrats, I'm getting... Man. I'm finally dipping my toes into uh, all this stuff because, man, growing up, I never, I never really kind of had anybody to tell me what I should be doing with my money. Yeah. And now that I'm here, like I had to pay taxes these past, this past year, and I'm looking at how much I had to pay, and I'm like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? But you, <laughs> but you like, live I mean, in Texas, right? I live in Texas, so I got blessed with not having to. Like, this is a big reason why I'm like, I'm not fighting in New York, not fighting in California. I'm cool with I'm cool with fighting in Texas and Nevada. That's it. I'm cool with those two places because I don't want to be paying anybody else's taxes. Oh, I, uh, I but, cry every tax season. I cry living in California, <laughs> my man. They'll, they'll take half your money. It's a beast, but you get what you pay for. Um, did you have a good Father's Day? Because you are a dad. You have a, a younger oh, son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, my, my son, uh, so two, like a week and a half ago, he turned six months and yeah, he showed up to the fight. So right after, man, it was, it was the most amazing thing in the world. Like, uh, they took pictures of him like, uh, so, oh man, I, I'm telling you, holy shit. Hold on. It was, a, it was a whole experience for me. Cause like, uh, walking out at the weigh-ins, they showed up like legitimately, they drove from, uh, Houston to Austin in a couple hours, uh, we they get there and they're texting me where they're at and i'm just as soon as i'm walking out, i'm looking for them in the stands i see i see my girl she's holding him up and i'm just like i, I started having my moment yeah, i was like man. dude this is like this is the best thing in the world i'm seeing my son over there in the crowd and i'm like going nuts and then uh after the fight like uh after i finished after i finished tony kelly like the first thing that was on my mind i just couldn't stop yelling and i was like uh the UFC caught it a little bit with where I was just yelling, like, where's my boy? Like, I'm trying to look in the fans, trying to look all around. Uh, I just wanted to go hold my son. And then after, uh, man, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw my baby, I was just like, ah, dude, I just, I just, I, I, I didn't want to let him go, man. Nothing I didn't want to let him go. Nothing better, brother. Oh, and he's, he's, six better, months, better. he's six months, you said? Yeah, six so, months old. So he's still not really aware what's going on and how much of a badass his dad is. But as he gets older, <laughs> you know, he'll start picking up on things, you know? Oh, yeah, a little bit, man. I'm hoping so, man. But I, I try. I, I I keep it very loving around him. Like, but it's it's weird because, like, it's a uh, I don't know. I don't know if what it is, but like he's not attracted. Like he watches all this other crap. Like, he'll have like cartoons on it. Like what? cartoons will be on on tv or something not really paying attention to it but a fight pops up and he's like looking i'm like yeah man i was like i think uh, and there was one time i think it was uh, i was re-watching peter peter yon versus Corey sanahagen and he just sat there and watched the whole fight with me i'm like oh shit like he was like it was weird i'm like bro like 
do you even under, like like I'm just holding him like like are you kidding me like you're just watching a fight right now it's in his and, DNA like, he's just brother. staring at the TV you know, man. it's in his I DNA I don't want him I don't want him to fight oh, me I want either. him to be something better trust me man yeah but you know I tell my kids that there's no UFC fighters come out of Calabasas California buddy you know I tell him all the time he loves jujitsu I gotta take him later today to jujitsu and I you know I like him to have the discipline and you know try and pursue something but it's like this isn't your path dude like i got punched in the face so you don't have to my man oh man that's 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 exactly that's exactly what i'm trying to do right now i'm trying trying to uh get punched his face as least as i can so whenever he's growing up and everything i can be coherent yes and like actually like have my moments with him because i i love that moment that i had with him you know and then even just in general just watching the small little things that he does like man he just started having uh some actual like food yep. and just watching him have the actual food and just like transitioning a little bit so it's like those moments man were, were amazing to me and then coming home uh they gave me uh they gave me my father's day present and it was like it, it, i never thought i'd be emotional over something small like that but they had a customized book for just me and my son oh no that's and with like figures that looked yeah and i'm like i was expecting like socks or underwear or something yeah, like some that you know what you I get. Yep. yeah yeah and then and they gave me a book and uh, my girl got me a book customized for me and him and that brought me to tears man i was just like so those moments like i i want to have those moments a lot more with my son going to his first like going to his first uh school going going taking him to pre-k kindergarten and i i just want to be coherent and then when he graduates i don't want to be the uh i don't want to be having uh the the little shake syndrome and i want i want to be coherent whenever i'm with him you know? yeah you don't want to be drooling at his graduation i think the good thing is is you know you don't really get hit you know what i'm saying like you're you're elusive your footwork you know the the way you maneuver you're not really getting hit you know you're off to this insane start in the ufc i don't know if you saw the clip the ufc put up leaning into your fight but they were like you know don't sleep you know because this this dude brings it so and they did a whole montage of all your highlights and you're like jesus christ dude so for you it's like you know you're you're off the five and oh start you got your start in the contender series you have five bonuses five wins I, you know, I tell guys this all the time, like, you know, Sugar Sean was here. I, you know, Patty, I'm like, dude, it's a marathon, not a sprint, my man. Like, if, learn from me, man. I, like, because I was like, oh, I need to get a toss shot as fast as possible. So give me the toughest guys that you can. And the UFC, like, all right, my man, if that's what you want to do. And I, so I wish I had someone who's been through it to go, whoa, whoa, dude, it's a marathon, buddy. Like, this is not a sprint. Get your experience, take your time, you know, get to your third, fourth contract where you're making real money. So for you, I'm sure you feel a little pressure because the fight world, you know, no matter who you are, you know, when you're coming up, especially the way you're coming up, they're going to want this. Oh, I want to see Adrian versus this guy, or, you know, this top five guy, the champion. It's like, whoa, dude, take it easy. Man. Yeah. So do you feel that pressure? Do you do? You, you know, I guess because you'll see guys too, like and, you know, the UFC takes part in this as well. The pressure from fans to go, what's next? Call somebody out like what's next? And they want you to call somebody out. But, you know it's it's a tough line to kind of toe there my man especially you having all this hype right oh, now yeah oh yeah no 100 percent. like i i 100 like understand everything and why the fans don't do that because it it just brings a whole little spectacle about everything man there's like people being like man like 
like holy shit like how sick would this fight be adrian yanez versus peter yan and i'm like <laughs> that dude just lost the titles like bro yeah. like there's no there's no reason I'm like then uh you know i did call out sugar sean because he called me out you know he, oh, he spent time calling me out yeah yeah he's oh he's been calling me out for for a while like uh after my davy grant fight he was calling me out so okay uh but also even even in his situation like like i we're on the phone call with the ufc and we're both wanted the fight but i think the uc had different plans for him and myself of course he's fighting pedro munoz which even if he fights him it like even if he fights him i was like beats him there's no reason why sean o'malley is going to take a step back and try to fight me uh-huh. he's still like a, a step or two ahead of me anyway right. so i'm like yeah there's no reason for him to look back he still has like a couple fights that he can look going forward which are perfectly fights for him you know so even people just don't even look at that They're like no no you see that you're scared of when you're doing this you're you're dodging all these fights like no no it's like there's just a lot of shit that just goes on that you can't really can't control because there's no way i'm going to be fighting like a peter yon or a rob font those guys right now i was like bro like there's still a building process that needs to happen i can't automatically fight these guys who are in the top top five top eight because it just doesn't make sense you have to continue to build and honestly too as well like i don't mind i don't mind waiting another fight or two to to even try to even get a rank rank number right next to my name so uh again like i'm in my second contract right now i'm halfway through that halfway through that and then you know again to that third third contract and start seeing some better numbers then yeah of course top 15 start start looking at those guys 100 percent. but i, it, I definitely want move. to build that yeah it's it's all business yes. at the end of the day these fans are these fans are super fickle so they'll they'll cheer for you one minute and then uh and the next minute they're booing you so yeah. I, I get it 100 percent. so yeah, it, it is what it is. It's all business move with that stuff. I think too, you know, when you start finding those top fifteen guys, you want to be compensated like a top fifteen guy because, God willing, hopefully you storm through them like you've been doing. But you start finding some of these other guys ranking the top fifteen, these vets, like it's it's gonna be a fight. Like, there's a reason why they're there, you know. So it's gonna be a fucking fight, and you know, if it's a fight, you're you're definitely risking, like you talked about those moments with your son, sticking away from your family. You know, there is, you know, unfortunately, part of the sport is that stuff will catch up to you. So it's like you need to be compensated if you're fighting those caliber of guys, you know. And I think the narrative's mm-hmm. changing. Guys like Sugar Sean, Patty, you know, even Aljo right now going, "Hey, I- I'm not gonna fight TJ in September unless I get a pay bump, man." Like I've earned that and you guys got to, you know, step up and, and, and pay me more, which I like seeing that. Um, but it, it, but I like seeing that the narrative's changing a little bit where guys are smart. We're like, I might find a top 10 guy. I, you know, I'm still on my first contract. So guys are getting more savvy to it, which I appreciate. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like I, I look, I, I kind of grew up and started telling myself whenever I got into this and I got into the UFC, I told myself, I was like, I don't want to be another 30 for 30. I'd be one of those guys that like goes in there and just like has a hell of a career, but at the end of the day has nothing to speak for it. You know, I, I definitely don't want to be that guy that gets, that even gets money goes broke. You know, I don't want to be that guy whatsoever. So Nor can you be, uh, it has you to, can't be, it has you, have to a, be. you know, you got a kid, you, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like, see, that, that's, that's another that's a different thing. animal. That, yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. It made, it made me like, actually, especially even having him, it made me start thinking about everything else. Like not only just money, it started making me feel like, uh, I had to start 
carrying myself differently. I yes. have to do everything else differently. Cause I can't like, I can't be having these, like, I can't be like not emotional, but I can't act emotionally whenever I'm making decisions that to make sure I'm level headed and cool, you know, and I had to make sure that he navigates his emotions in a, in a navigated and cool way. You know, I had, I can't let him uh, see whenever, like just even just in general with this fight in the middle of that fight, uh, he starts talking shit to me. I stay cool, calm, and collected. Then afterwards, you know, after the fight was over, then I get a little bit more animated because like, man, fuck that guy, but also uh, afterwards, you know, uh, I get to start thinking about the finances a little bit and start looking. I was like, all right, cool. Now I can set this this aside for him. I can start doing this. I can start doing that and makes everything, my life a lot easier. But now going into a little bit further, I want to start making sure that I start building off of this and start building like more money, start being able to, uh, invest a lot more because man dude i'm telling you i want to make sure my kids set up for life 100 brother it, there's nothing like a, a kid to sober you up real quick stop being a dumbass mm-hmm. and if it doesn't you're just a bad person but um i you know i i do think you know too with social media like you know your kids he's only six months he says a couple of years but let's say you go on some crazy tangent about whatever man you know it, it it falls down on your son you know shit rolls downhill so your son's gonna have to deal with that abuse at school man you know what i'm saying and by the time he's it, with classmates stuff like that like you know you'll be a huge name you know god willing you're gonna be this huge name you keep doing what you think so you know his dad's this famous fighter so now the kid <laughs> you're fucking your son's gonna have to deal with that Dude. backlash man shit man even just like let's just make this super extraordinary but look at the uh president like the former president uh trump man look i i would i would, would wonder how that uh i I, get, I think his name is baron trump i wonder how he, even he is handling all that stuff that makes me think of like this is smaller but this is like magnified 100 yes, percent. so i'm like damn uh man, that that got to be something but even heavy then lies like, the I, crown heavy lies the crown yeah, if so, dad, you know if your grandpa's freaking donald trump whether you agree with them or not, that kid's getting abused no matter what, dude. You know, yeah, that, it's, I don't know it's how it's like, that's yeah, Left, left, and right. So, like, yeah, you got to put things into perspective, and then it because this is even though it's a lot smaller, it still means as much to me as it does to everybody else and, and to them. You know, so I'm like, I look at, I look at, uh, I look at my son. I'm like, nah, like I, I got to make sure he has a good head on his shoulders. I got to make sure he can navigate through through this life as as best as i can like guide him through it you know and his best well, that you keep that, saying it's small time right now but you know i i believe you have all the 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 tools and the assets and the star power to be champion you know what i'm saying i i know you believe that so it's like what you do now that's always going to be come it's going to come back to haunt you you know negative or positive they're going to bring that stuff up so right now it might be small time my man but obviously your manager and everybody around you in your circle and train partners know what where this destination's headed so you know you got to move like that you know you got to move like a champ even though you're just getting started oh yeah no i always always have that like uh try to keep that i do my best to make sure i don't get wrapped up in all the excessive stuff yeah. like i i like i like being like i still have the same group of friends that i've had since i was in the very beginning like since the very beginning because that's dope man like i'm not i'm I, I don't like being around people that are just gonna kiss my ass the whole entire time no, sir. and and all that shit so uh it's like i still have my my friends they'll call me they'll be like hey you're still, like you know you know you're just still kind of a piece of shit right and i'm like yeah i know so, yeah i know man uh, <laughs> yeah i know but no uh 
but yeah, I I do try to keep that little bit of like, hey, down to earth type of stuff. But no, when it comes to training, comes to fighting, I, I know that there's like I have this drive to keep on going and keep moving forward, keep doing more. But I'm always gonna try to have that little bit of uh, humility to make sure that I'm like I'm down to earth, man. Like I try, I try, I I I don't want to forget how how much work it took to get there because correct, man, it it took a lot of work. Yeah, I think you're gonna be all right, my man. I saw on. Uh on your Instagram a while ago, you posted your training with Aljamain Sterling. You flew up there to train with Aljo. Yeah, I trained. I trained with them uh, back before he had uh, the UFC had pulled him out of uh, that. Whenever they were going to rematch the first time, yes, uh, I, I went up issue. there. Yeah, legitimately, like they pulled him out, and I was flying out the next day. And I was like, oh, I was like, I saw, I was calling. I was like, hey, bro, like, we're still good to go. Like, like, what was going on? He's like, nah, I was like, it's like, I've been good. It's like, they just pulled me out because they, uh, whatever, whatever they had going on. Yep. Uh, you know, he pulled out, they, they pulled him out and, you know, I got to train with them. And then I trained, you know, trained with them this, this year, uh, right at the beginning of March. And, man, I, I knew right after, right after those training sessions, I was, uh, that I felt that he was going to get the win over Peter. Oh, really? Did you, <laughs> when training with Aljo, did it kind of solidify what you, you know, the belief in yourself and being champ? Because you see the way Aljo works, who's an incredible fighter. Aljo is a champ for a reason, you know? So when you're around that caliber of fighter, uh, did you did you learn things from him? Did it validate kind of your belief in yourself? What was your takeaway? Or sometimes you go up there, you know, I've been in situations where I go train with these big names and you're like, I got work to do, man. Like I'm, I'm a far cry away from the champ right now. Yeah, man. Uh, it was one of those things that like it validated that I'm on the right path, but also it was like, it, it did both for me. It was like, mm. I need to work on this and I'm on the right path. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm steadily working. I'm not getting lazy. I'm not doing yes. it. Cause like, I'm like, I'm, I'm good right now. And then even just with them, like even just with Aljo, just in general, like he was helping me out, like just giving me a whole bunch of like, Hey, you know, like invest your money. Don't be stupid. Like he was actually like giving me like life advice too, as well. So he's a really cool guy, all a solid dude, all, all, all around. So, uh, to me, it did, it, it did wonders every single time I went up there. So I I'm forever, I'm, I'm going to be forever grateful to Aljo for helping me out. And then also kind of like being the guys like, no, you can do this. Like he even like was like, no, you can do it. Like you, you're going to be, you're going to be one of those guys one of the days. And he's like, gosh, that, that made me feel so much better. Cause man, like, uh, I'm always like kind of again like it goes back to me always kind of just I don't think I'm that good but then after a while like I'm, I'm like oh okay I am that good so yeah you gotta I go have that there, belief yep yeah like I am that good you know but it it sometimes it's still hard for me to believe because I'm just like man I'm from like Laporte like I'm from this like a suburb from Houston I'm like man I ain't shit I'm nobody so but at the same time like whenever I go against these guys and like I I just know I'm like oh okay I am that guy yeah, I love it, man. As far as what's next for you, anything on your radar? Is there anybody you want to fight? What are you thinking, dude? Man, honestly, this is kind of a weird spot because the two guys that 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 had called me out. Well, like I like I got a hit list. Like three people called me out. Uh, Tony Kelly was one of them. Knocked him off the list. Uh, Nate Manis, he's he he was one of those guys, but also he has a tough fight. He has a tough fight uh, fight in front of him. And uh, I'm not sure if he gets that. I'm not sure if he gets that victory, if I'm being honest with you. And then uh, Sean O'Malley, but also Sean O'Malley, if he beats Pedro again, that kind of is like, he ain't looking back. He's, he's on, he's on the way forward. So uh, it's just all up in the air for me right now. Uh, But I do want to try to get back in October if, if possible. 
So for you, it's kind of, yeah, just wait and see the UFC. Get, and obviously, the UFC is a fan of you because you know, and I said this before you came on, I said, I think this, now you open up the main card on that fight night. I think moving forward, you know, you're going to be higher on those fight night main cards, but I think they'll start having you open pay-per-views. I think that's what's next for you. Oh, yeah, man. I don't mind. I don't mind opening up main cards because that's where the most eyes get. Like, they Hell get yeah. the most eyes on the main card. Uh, the 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 featured bout on the prelims is cool, too, but I'd rather just be opening up the main card. Uh, come in. Come in. Come in at times for fight nights and two. Uh, main event of, of fight night, I think that would be an amazing experience, so I, especially so I can start getting five rounds in, uh, start getting that main event exposure on fight nights, so it just builds me up even higher. And then after that, you know, I think the pay reviews would be amazing too, because those are a whole bunch of eyes as well. So different any, animal. Any little any spot that I can get that has a lot of eyes, that's exactly where I want to be at. Yeah, I like you kicking off the main cards on a pay per view because it sets the tone and your your mm -hmm. fight's never boring. So it's like you know how it is when you're back in those locker rooms. Like if you go out there, you do your thing. It's it kind of it makes everyone it brings the best out of everyone. Like oh damn, this dude's you know showing out. So everybody else, oh, yeah. they got to step their game up. So I, I think right now you're perfect for that, man. I and I think the oh, UFC man. obviously sees it. Oh yeah, it, it that honestly, I I really hope they do too. Uh, I I saw in the back that I saw uh, Dana White and Joe Rogan jump out their seat after this one, so I was pretty excited about that. Like I didn't notice in the moment where they were sitting at. Uh, but yeah, like after watching the re replay and I saw them jump up and just be like, holy shit. I was like, that's so fucking cool. But yeah, that's uh, the first fight yeah. Rogan came to and wasn't working in a hot second, probably, I don't know, 10 years at least. Yeah. And I, you know what? And actually to be the main, the main card opener for that, that, that to me was also like a pretty cool man. Cause I like, again, man, I'm a big fan of like the big fan of the Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan experience. And I'm, I'm like, I, Dude, I used to work a nine to five job just trying to work and try to get to the UFC and everything. So Joe Rogan experience and not to not to kiss ass or anything like that, but I listened to you and Brian. Oh, I love it. And the kid. Love it. And I listened to Two Bears One Cave, man. Oh, Flagrant oh, Two in, podcast. Man. Oh, you like, got bro, it down, dude. Nah, you know your I'm, shit. I'm, no, nah, I'm all the way in. So oh, yeah, I love it, dude. Uh, 100. So I, I've been I've been a big fan. Also, too, not again. Back in the day. Uh, when Mark Munoz used to have his, uh, used to have rain training center, yes, sir. uh, I was there for about a month. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was training with, uh, Eric, Eric Perez and, uh, Dennis Bermudez and all those guys. Oh, they're uh, great, man. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, uh, y'all heavyweights are trained there. And I just remember just looking, it was like, God damn, they, y'all motherfuckers are big, big boys. Yeah. Those yeah. were good times, <laughs> man. Like, on, yeah. I remember seeing, uh, remember seeing uh you in the gym i saw michael bisping in the gym i saw uh Ryan hall and lorenz larkin spar yep. and to me that sparring session when it, like i just i remember sitting back and watching them spar and i wish that fight would actually i, I don't think fans would truly appreciate how how good those two guys are because yeah, that was the most technical sparring session i have ever seen nuts uh like it was just absolutely nuts and it was just yeah i wish i wish like that that not even if, man they could put the the 16s and shin guards on Correct. i would pay to watch that yeah i would have I I paid pay to too. watch that it they was could so air some of those training sessions out man you could you could air those and charge people 299 and make a real business out of it if you wanted to um that, oh, that's yeah. crazy i didn't know you went to rain that's fucking great dude um what else is interesting you you also do uh you've done a tough mutter you did the dallas tough mutter 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm doing a Tough Mudder in Dallas in October. I'm going to do the one, uh, I think it's on October 30th, 29th or 30th. But I did uh, the one in College Station. We were trying to do the 15K one, but they didn't offer it at that time. Uh, I guess just the course wasn't like big enough or the place that they had it just yeah. wasn't big enough. So we did the 10K. Uh, it was Honestly, we were super excited, man. I, I loved it, man. That shit, that so shit was fun. so fun. It's so it was fun, so man. fun. Yeah, I'm obsessed yeah. with them. I, I do another one because, uh, yeah, contractual, I have to do four year with them. I, I think my next one is in Chicago, end of August. If you don't have a fight, man, you ever want to come up, come run with me, man. Oh, I'll take care man, of you. Oh, man, yeah. Oh man, a hundred. I, I would love to go to one. I, I'm telling you, I, I, after that experience and just after doing the, the, the 10, I was just like, once, once we got over Mount Everest and we started doing the, uh, once we started walking towards the electrotherapy, I remember seeing it and just being like, man, this is it. Like I need 15. Like yeah, I, man. like I started feeling like, no, I, I, I wanted to be like, I want to start going for that 12 hour. I was like, I, I started going like David Goggins in my own head. Like stay yes, hard, sir. motherfucker. Like yeah, I wanted man. to go. <laughs> it's so, yeah, just such a fun experience. Something to do with your boys. It's like a bonding thing. Like, you know, we have, there's the tough mutter and then we have our division, the thick mutter. So it's me and like, all my boys fans and it's just it's just it's just a fun experience something to do and like halfway through when i can tell people are tired and they're like man i wish i didn't sign up for this 15k and we're like on top of a mountain i'm like what else would you be doing on a saturday <laughs> like how dope is this we're all covered in mud we're wet like we're all together yeah yeah no there was there was one moment where i see uh my friend uh my friend lupe he's also a really big fan he actually has thick boy merch and everything oh, I love so him. I said, What's big up? fan big fan love it uh he, we were sitting we were sitting on top right right in front of the cold plunge and he just was just like oh shit i was like come on bro we got this and like yeah that shit was just so, it was fun because after going through it he's going through it he's just like oh shit i'm happy i feel like i'm happy i did that i was like yeah because yeah, i could tell he was just there he was just like I was like, man, yeah, no, you got it, bro. You got it. Yeah, I, I just love doing them. We're gonna have to do one together, man. That'd be fun. You know, oh, yeah. tough money together. I, Especially not uh, find October. We can, down. we can make this happen, man. Oh, oh bro, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm down. I am down to go anywhere. Uh, honestly, if if they have a 20k one, I would be down because that 10k felt a little too easy for me. Yeah, fit, yeah, I feel you. 15k towards the end you're kind of like all right i'm good 15k yeah. is the perfect amount 5k waste of time 10k yeah. you know it's cool but 15k is where it's at man i love all right, it all right all right we'll, I'm we'll down. do it man you got my word and chin has your info right you have his info you have his yeah. manager I'll, I'll text you when we get off here oh, uh, once shit. i lock it down we'll Let's figure go. it out man we'll fly fly out there and we'll we'll do this thick mutter together brother yeah, it's, I think yeah it's like august 27th it'd be fun though august 27th oh man hell yeah yeah depend when your fight is but we'll figure it out dude but uh man i've been a fan for a while you're, you're taking the ufc by storm you got a great head on your shoulders you're a good dad and uh i'm, I'm just excited man there's nothing better i tell the guys all the time on the show or if we're in studio whatever we're doing like there's nothing better than the come up like what you're doing right now like stop and smell the fucking roses my man because it's so special and you're going to get to the top and you can get up there and the view's not going to be as good as you thought it was and you can get used to all this money and fame but the come up right now is the best part man so try to stop and smell the roses if you can i know it's tough. Uh, oh man yeah man uh, i don't know how much more time we have but uh, man like uh, again like that that what you just said is exactly what i have been doing uh especially with just everything in general like in my life that's happened uh 
my coach, like my, my coach has always told me, my dad has always told me that like, you know, being the moment, being the moment, don't always look forward. Don't always look forward because you start missing what's in front of you. Yes, sir. And my coach was a, my coach was a, was a big advocate of that because he was like, yeah, Tito Ortiz had did that. Rico Rodriguez did that. The guys who had, who had, who had trained before, like they, they did that and they kind of got used to it. It's like, and he's like, just take pictures. Remember, always just remember where you're at. When I first flew out to the contender series, just, he was like, just enjoy this moment. We're riding in the limousine. And I'd like at that time, the only time I've ever been in a limousine is whenever I was riding for a quinceanera and all that stuff. So yeah, man. Uh, for me, like, I was just like, man, this is amazing. I'm getting flown out by the UFC and everything. Like just all those moments, flying out to a fight, flying back, flying to, and like, and just enjoying all those moments, seeing new things. Uh, man, that was like the first time I, other than California, I've been to a new state. So like just traveling and all that stuff so i i'm enjoying every bit of it man and i, I and, and i'll and honestly like with uh with my coach not being here i now like really make sure i enjoy these moments man because i was in that cage and i was just like man like on uh this past saturday i remember looking up and seeing my name like in the lights looking at the crowd and just kind of like deal. a part like a part of me i i i didn't let it 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 it, it it was hurting me at that moment, but I tried not to show it because I had to be like a killer in that moment. For sure. But like, I was like, my coach and my dad were always in my corner. And like the fact that they, they both weren't there at the biggest moment of my career. Yep. Uh, and like where they told me I would be at one day and you're there. I get, then I'm there, you know, it, it and your son's it, there. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Man. You know, and yeah. So like, I, yeah. Uh, after, after everything's kind of said and done, you know, I, I, I'm happy. I took, I took that moment in instead of letting it overcome me. And I was just, I'm forever grateful, man. I'm forever grateful for the moments that I have with my coach forever. Uh, the moments that I have with my dad and everything, you know, now it's my, now it's time for me to have my moments with my son, you know, and make sure that he never forgets that he never forgets any of those moments, you know? Yeah, take it from a guy who doesn't stop and smell the roses, my man. It's just uh, if you do that, it's just like a never-ending hustle, and you and you're not appreciating your hard work. But you got to figure it out, man. You know, I, we haven't <laughs> talked. I was like, man, some guys come out of the super cocky or whatever. But I think you're gonna be all right, dude. Um, man, it's just I'm a, I'm a huge fan over here. I do that from the get go, and uh, we'll figure out this tough mutter. I'll text you when we get done with this, but. I, I can't tell you how exciting it is to watch your come up, man. And I can't wait to see what's next. Hopefully it's not in August because then we can't do the tough mutter. But oh um, yeah, if I'm you do, I understand. October, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I really do, man. Now Thank go, you now, so go, much, Go brother. take care of that little boy, man. Oh, uh, man. I'm actually, after in an hour, I'm actually, this is the first time I'm probably going to get to do it. Uh, but I'm actually going to go pick him up from daycare because I'm this whole training camp. All I all I got to do was drop him off in the morning, and that's the only time I got to see him. When I yep. come home from training, he's asleep, man. So, man, I'm I'm about to I'm about to have those moments with my son, man. So, you thank do. you so Soak much, it up, brother. Thank you for the yeah, platform. we love you here, man, and I'll, I'll be in touch, brother. Keep kicking ass, dude. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Uh, let's jump in the current bench, Jim. Cool. Uh, let's see here. That's the one you're talking about. So, Phil Hawes, I guess this after the fight, he just sort of like chirped at DC, like you know you pick the wrong guy or something like that Is i'll play the video for yeah, you yeah please do hopefully it doesn't do anything to us though and the audio sucks here too that's okay he's jacked 
to be cool off him. So I don't think he's fighting me. I don't think he's fighting me. I don't think he's fighting me. I don't know how to talk to the viewers. Don't do that. Hey, you didn't beat me. I know I did. You didn't beat me. I know I did. I don't think that's you. I don't pick fights. You know what I mean? Today you tried not to take this fucking fight. Yeah. Look at what happened. Why would I want this fight? I hear you. Well, have you been outside? Don't put this. Still, I apologize. You I can apologize. do it better than that. Yeah. Don't do that. I've. Yeah, here's what's interesting is these guys like there. There's fighters who will call out DC and keep poking the bear. Y'all must have forgot <laughs> how fucking good DC is at fighting inside that octagon. There hasn't been one guy who has criticized him besides John Jones. There's not one guy who has criticized him who won't get absolutely annihilated. Mm-hmm. Right, even thick DC right now would absolutely destroy anybody giving criticism, whether it's on commentating, whatever it is. I don't know. And he's a nice guy. So like me, people talk shit to me. And you're, you know, we don't do much. We're friendly guys. But I'm telling you, dude, push comes to shove. DC will snap your neck on live TV. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. All this criticism they keep giving us like, oh, you must have forgot. He's one of the best to ever do it. All these guys criticize him. haven't even touched the level of success dc has had you know about first ballot hall of famer i mean he's in the hall of Fame. first i mean dude tip of the spare one of the best ever do it light heavyweight heavyweight one of heavyweight fucking one of the best heavyweight tournaments of all time in strike force when was a late notice replacement y'all must have forgot <laughs> but and also with hawes here it's like Obviously, DZ has a relationship with the other fighter. So mm. when he says, oh, you you picked the wrong guy, it's like, nah, I just know him. I don't know you. Like, what do you mean picked him? Yeah. Yeah, I know him. We have a relationship, but I didn't pick him in this fight. What do you want me to do? And DC wasn't biased either. I didn't, I didn't have an issue. No, he wasn't. But I think what was cool with Mary Haas, again, after a big win, he's emotional. He knows DC's close with him. So he's like, you picked the wrong guy. And then, again, Dude, DC's a fighter's fighter. I mean, DC is a fucking fighter through and through, man. One of the best to ever do it. So if you start coming at him, you you know, he's yeah. going to defend himself, man. Well, Haas did apologize, and he said, like, please, he actually said, like, please don't fight me, DC. He knows he gets. Every, yeah. Everybody yeah. is. I don't care. Unless John Jones starts mouthing off inside the octagon, DC has to go in there and do the post-fight interview. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Anybody's going to get dealt with. Yeah. So be careful, fellas. You're, you're messing with the wrong guy. He's friendly. He's chubby. He looks short. I get it. He's in a suit. He looks. You take that suit off. It's freaking one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. That boy's a problem. Um, but I think Ha's just emotional. I still didn't say anything too disrespectful. No. But like DC was like, "Yo, whoa, be respectful, man. This is my work, dude. What are mm-hmm. you doing?" He's like, "You didn't fight me. Trust me. You didn't fight me. Yeah, I love the. Part. It wouldn't have went like this. <laughs> that was the dope part. Yeah, I love that. He's like, "You didn't fight me, yeah. homeboy. You didn't beat me. No, you didn't beat me." He even said like I, you think I don't I didn't want to fight you like he this is the reason why he didn't want to yeah he, he was didn't like, want I don't like this matchup this guy, yeah. I didn't pick the fight and then he was like oh I apologize I think he's just emotional he knows DC's associated yeah. with him that's what all it is yeah I and also wasn't that disrespectful I like that DC drew a line in the sand I was like you didn't beat me dude mm-hmm. I didn't pick this fight what are you talking about he's like and I didn't want this fight mm-hmm. it, it, but DC his his if I'm his, his friend uh, the guy who fought what's his name the small guy. 
Oh, Deron win. Yeah, if I'm win and I'm, and I, I'm DC, I'm telling him, like you got to cut weight. This, yeah. this ain't working, buddy. dude. He does, he looks so awkward in there. It, He's it, too tiny. It's yeah, it's not good. his arms. His wrestling's not. He got taken down. It's a it's yeah, yeah. a nightmare. It's not going to work out. Uh, you mentioned Eddie Wineland being overmatched, and so after this fight, he did retire. This is my thing, though. Eddie Wineland, former world champion in WC. Mm-hmm. He actually fought on the car. I think he fought Uriah Faber when I fought Krokop in New Jersey. Huh. Um, Eddie Wineland, for the amount of sacrifice and time he's given the UFC, and there he is with his boy, yeah. shout out to Eddie Wineland, one of the greats, man. And that mustache is just fantastic. I know. <laughs> fantastic. It's dope. You don't see a lot of that anymore. But for a guy like Eddie Wineland, too, the the sacrifices he's made inside that outgun, for them not to give him airtime to retire – got a problem with it and you i saw him take the gloves off yeah like he was holding the gloves listen if you see a guy take gloves off that fast and you know he's at the tail end of his career you got to give him the proper respect and let him sign off on air man like he had to post about it yeah it's terrible that's not the way you treat a guy yeah i wonder if i I could tell i was like oh i wonder if they're gonna give him his time like oh wow you just what you tell he's like all right see ya yeah, but you know production work sometimes they probably have to like get stuff, but it sucks either way. Cody St- Stamen's going to go on and do great things and fight for the next you know six years probably. Mm-hmm. Eddie Wyland, you know, and you could uh, be like, you could have went to Eddie Wyland first, done that, and like Cody, who's who you want next? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a, come on, man, it was a ma- mismatch. Yeah. This isn't a good fight for Eddie Wyland. You know what you guys were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we already covered Joe Lozon. Love Eddie Wyland though. Such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And it, again, for you newcomers to the UFC, go back and watch when he fought in WC. He had some phenomenal fights. Knockout, dude. Yeah. Yes. All right. We knew this was coming, but uh, yeah, Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw is going to be for UFC 279. September, right? That's what they're saying? Yeah. But Aljamain said, I ain't yes. signing anything exactly. until they give me a pay increase. Good time to do it. You know, I think, you know, he talks about being a company man. He's like, you know, I've played my role of, you know, the the heel and I've made, you know, made them money. So, so he goes, so uh, one would think that being a company man will actually help you in the long run. So I did my job as of right now I'm training, hoping that we come to some type of agreement to give some type of pay bump, which naturally happens in all contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, usually the contract, so if you find a six fight deal, unless you're, I think Bisbing had something in, Vitor uh, JDS, where you get this huge flat fee of like 400K or 500K, and then it stays that, and then you get bonuses if you win. But you know, you're talking about two legends for Al Jermaine, who still has work to do, right? You, usually it goes like my contract was like 16 and 16, 24 and 24, 32 and 32, you know, whatever, 38 and 38, 44 and 44, 60 and 60. It always bumps up, and he's saying, all right, now I'm champ. It just stays the same. That, that doesn't seem right, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're not getting pay-per-view points till you do. I think you got to defend the belt like two or three times. Mm-hmm. It's weird the way they do it. There's no like actual strategic, uh, clear way on how they give those pay-per-view points with champions. So I get it. I get it. Um, I just don't know if the UFC is going to budge, you know? But to Al Jermaine's, uh defense, I think now's the best time to do it. I think he was waiting. I was like, yeah, yeah, announce the fight. It ain't happening until you give me a pay increase. Mm-hmm. They could do it. Clearly, they can't afford it. Also, with the UFC, and I don't know how much of a pay increase he's looking for. If it's like you know, a million bucks, it ain't happening. But if he's just like, I need some sort of incentive where it bumps up. Uh, 
So this PS Jordan is taking a stance. The Funkmaster revealed that he was paid 400 uh, grand for his title defense against Young, which typically would include his share of pay-per-view buys. However, according to Sterling, he hasn't seen the increase in pay that's looking for his next fight. Yeah, you defend the belt a few times for you get pay-per-view mm. points. 400 sounds like a pretty decent amount, but... For yeah. champ? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's... Well, I guess he's considered champ twice now, right? Yeah. So, again. Yeah. Yeah, not great. But to me, it's interesting how it plays out. Because mm-hmm. uh, when he says uh, a bump, I wish he would have said how much of a bump he's looking for. Because that's where it gets a little dicey. I'm with him. You should absolutely get paid. Way- Everybody should be paid more. Sterling being the champ definitely has more leverage because the division can't move on. They're not going to strip him over this unless you know he holds out for like a year or six months. But I would like to know. Man, we should call him up. <laughs> We should call him up. Definitely. I'd like to know how much he's asking for. I don't need exact numbers, but if he's like, I need a 10% increase, or, but if, if he's like, I need double my pay, the UFC's like, yeah, ain't happening, yeah. dude. We ain't making that money off of you, you know? Because he definitely deserves more. Now's a good time to do it. I'm just wondering, like, how far are you willing to take this, Algermain? Because mm. again, the UFC, unfortunately for the fighters, the UFC doesn't need anybody. So in that division, they'll go, cool, we'll toss this guy in. We're going to strip you your belt, make this an interim belt. You know? Yeah, they've done it before. Plenty, oh, yeah. Plenty of times. I hope he gets paid, though. He deserves it. For sure. And he's right. He's put on some great performances. He's champ. Pay the man. Again, pay the man, depending on what he wants. Let's be realistic, Algerman. Hold up. This is not loading. Dude, but remember I'll tell when right. was asking for all, like a certain amount? Of, he was like, they just don't pay me enough. And he was asking for you know millions and millions of dollars. And the UFC's like, no, we don't get enough pay-per-view buys to bring him back like that. I don't know he's he's incredible, but so good. Just one of the best to, ever. Yeah. Again, one of the best to ever do it. All right, your boy Corey Sanhagen hate it. fighting Song Yudong September seventeenth for a fight night meet event. They're setting my boy Corey up. Corey Sanhagen, one of the Aurora's finest, might be the most talented guy to come out of Aurora. Mm-hmm. And if you think about Aurora fighters, talking about Neymar Cart, Dwayne Ludwig, uh, Christian Allen. Um, you know, monsters, 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 monsters. Corey Sanhagen might have the best um, talent out of all those guys I just mentioned, including myself. Shane Carwin, you know, some monsters at uh, Aurora. It's something in the tap water. Turns us into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I I just hate that they give him Song Young Dung. I just, I don't like it. You know, Song Young Dung, he's not ranked. Right, so it, it, it's a, a, a high risk for him, no matter what. But I don't think he's ranked as of now. Oh, they got him at nine now. Okay, he's nine, nine versus four. You know, and the division's pretty tied up. I get it. Um, I just four nine again, especially in this division. Ratings or rankings don't matter too much. It just you know Corey Sanhagen coming off that last fight. Sung Young Dung again. He he. There's these there's these boogeymans. The division. The Sung Young Dung. This isn't a fight for Corey to highlight his skills. To me, I when this got announced, I went, oh they're, oh, they're trying to pull one over on my boy. Mm. The, what they're trying to do is build up Sung Young Dung, and because and I told you this, like the UFC marketing internationals where they're going to make their money now. And he's the, from China. He's from China. Mm-hmm. He's from China. He's a young kid from China. Looks good marketable killer gets finishes undefeated kid is a mother trucking problem for Corey Sanhagen go well let's see how good he is I just don't like it Mm -hmm. 
I just I feel like Corey should be you know fighting some other big names, and this kid is the next you know he, he's he's basically Chung Lee from Blood Bloodsport. <laughs> he's Chung Lee, dude. He's a small Chung Lee. It's a fucking problem. Yeah. I hate it for my guy Corey. And again, super biased. Can Corey win this fight? One hundred percent. I just don't like it as a career move. I don't like it. Yeah. Another loss. I don't like it. I'd rather him lose to like a Dominic Cruz or you know something like that or Marlon Vera, you know Cheeto or something like that. But obviously Cheeto and uh, Cruz are, are doing their thing. But I just mm, mm, you don't like it. Song Young Dong is a trucking problem. <laughs> Yodong. Yodong. Song Yodong. What I say, Young Young, young Dong? Dong. Close enough. I, I yeah, the kid the kid's a problem. He's a big problem. Big problem. Yeah, that's a that's a tough. UFC's going. Let's go and take this over into China because they're like if you if they start moving to China, which is a huge market for them. You think about it, Weilei. They have Weilei, right? Mm -hmm. Who's huge, but you know uh, they don't have any uh, male fighters who are you know yeah. doing. The, he's he's their yeah, he's their guy. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a very tough fight for Corey. Very tough fight. Um, all right, so Greg Hardy has signed. I think it's a multi-fight deal with BKFC. I like this way more than him trying professional boxing. I think BKFC, especially at heavyweight, I think uh, for Ed Hardy, he's a big name. I, I'll definitely watch it. I got to be honest, what BKFC has been doing lately, I dig it. Yeah. It's entertaining, dude. It's entertaining. They're getting quality fighters. Greg Hardy, people tune even the UFC, even he's mismatched, not a great fight, panic and win. We'd always tune into Greg Hardy, you know? And again, Greg Hardy, obviously, his past is dark, dark, dark. And I get all that. But there is something to redemption. There's something of people learning from the mistakes. He was younger. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't yeah, but that's nothing. Yeah. We don't know. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, the witness, I don't know if he settled. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there. What I do know is people that are his coaches and training partners, and they go, Shab, I'm telling you, dude, he is a great guy yeah. now. Respectful like he's respectful. He's a good training partner. He shows up for everybody. He just wants to learn, you know. But unfortunately, when you have that baggage, it's, you know, comes to the territory. Like, people are always going to find a reason to try and bring you down for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good reason with domestic violence stuff. But I get it. I get it. But again, all I've heard from, like, legit good-hearted people, I'm telling you, man, maybe he made his mistakes in the past since he's walked into the gym. Been nothing but a pleasure to work with. Good person. Right now, I don't know. Back in the day, I can't judge him back there. I don't know him. I don't know him now, but I do know the people that work with him tell me he's a good guy. Yeah. All right. You it know? says right here, um, initially found guilty, but then the charges were later expunged. That means gone entirely from the record because the, the victim, victim failed. failed. To court. Yeah. So there's a lot more that we don't, we have no idea what happened next year. I saw the pictures too. I think I showed you before. It was yeah. like the pictures didn't look. I'm not crazy. one to judge. Again, I don't know what happened. I literally, I don't know. Yeah. Wish I did. I also wish I knew what happened to OJ. Okay. <laughs> I think oh, you know. Prove it, know. Okay. Court of law found him innocent, mm -hmm. right? Civil court found him guilty. It's a tough one, but it's prove it. Did his son do it? I'd like to know what happened with JFK. Okay. I'd like to know what happened with Jimmy Hoffa. I know more about what happened with JFK than I do Greg Hardy or Hoffa or OJ Simpson. The JFK one, I am balls deep in. Mm -hmm. If you've seen that new doc, I think it's on Showtime with Oliver Stone. You can, now it's a deep dive. And you got to pay attention. Can't have your cell phone. Probably should watch in two-part series. It's about two hours long. I'd break it up. It's so much knowledge, but you're going to watch and go, oh, there's no way. 
Lee Harvey Oswald did this. There's no way. You're watching like, oh, all right, this is the most convinced thing I've ever seen. It's it's insane. Like his brain, like all that, it's nuts. The yeah. magic bullet, they traced all of it. Watch it, get back to me, all right? That's all I'm going to say. But the point is, I don't know shit about Greg Hardy's yeah. situation. <laughs> I know. Um, and now the champ's Alan Belcher. Yeah, heavyweight. So that'd be a crazy-ass fight, too. Belcher doesn't look like he used to. He's just jacked. Jack yeah. City, baby. Yep. Uh, so is that beat? I've uh, played some more dates or Mark do Natty or not, Alan Belcher. <laughs> I think Mark will easily be like, All right, he's on this. You should look it up. Yeah. He was a phenomenal fighter yeah. in the UFC. So talented. You remember he uh, he went on the ground with Paul Harris, the guy that kept freaking- Beat the shit out of Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because people were, Alan Belcher, a high-level black belt. Yeah. You know? So he was like, oh, your thing's knee bars and leg locks? Watch this. And was like, go to the ground and just beat the shit out Yeah. Paul Harris is on a tough- route lately i don't know if you've been paying attention i haven't he's fighting russia and these russians don't give a fuck they are beating his ass okay so zabit magamed sharipov we remember he started going to some medical field or whatever but he's officially retired now so he officially retired while he's on top of the ufc uh and he says disruptions of fights and then health problems all this did not allow me to perform fight earlier i have to recover now but i don't feel the way i used to Thank you to everyone who has supported me for such a long time. I didn't have to become a champion, but I think even without this, I hope I was able to please entertain you. You sure did, my man. Mm -hmm. I cease to be an active athlete. I cease to be an active athlete, but I do not leave the sport. I have something with whom to share my knowledge. So don't say goodbye, friends. Good for him. Left on top. Yeah. I mean, the shame that if you're a fan of the beat, the shame is what it could have been, yeah. right? Like he was so talented. So, so exciting and talented. I told you, again, I, there's no one I respect more in the space of coaching than Mark Henry. And Mark Henry called me, shit, years ago. DM me. I said, called. He DM'd. I was like, Shab, I hear you talking about all these gut fighters. He's like, I'm telling you, man, we've never seen a guy like this the beat, kid. I'm telling you, he he doesn't lose a round. He's like, please don't talk about the, his sparring partners in these rounds, but you're uh, talking about, th think about the guys. Marlon Marias in his prime, Frankie Edgar, uh, Barboza, you talking about in in their prime? The beat never lost a round. Insane. Like, and look at it, like he, he retired undefeated in the UFC, yeah. undefeated. So yeah, it's it's a bummer because you want to know you know what the potential could have been and. <sighs> You know, that Calvin Cater fight, if it had been five rounds, what it would look like. Yeah, you know. One. Um, but uh, listen, there's no shame being like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm good. I found something else I want to do. You know, I know people get upset, but it's like, God, God bless the beat found something to do. A lot of guys get done and they don't know what to do because their identities are so fight, fighter, fight or flight, like the, all they don't know is fighting. And what a gift for Zabit to be have the option to go, I'm gonna do this, you know. Yeah, like I'm so. I think my blessings every day. Like I was in the middle of my fucking career. I was like, oh, I I can do this. Something I'd rather do. Oh, thank God. Instead of how's this end, I stick around and what? Hopefully, become a kickboxing coach at the UFC gym. Like that's how this ends. This is terrible. But fighters becoming a lot smarter. Athletes in general becoming a lot smarter. Going, all right, maybe I am a basketball player right now, but. 
it doesn't define me. Or maybe I'm an NFL player right now or UFC fighter right now, but it doesn't define me. Like it's a sh- if you think if your life is a book, your professional career in athletics is one chapter of that book, man. And that's you know, there's the outliers. There's the Tom Brady's, there's the Randy Couture's or you know, these guys who, you know, Dominic Cruz is that John, John Jones that fought forever, but those are the outliers. In general, it's gonna be a very small chapter in your life book, man. People are going through your life after you pass away, it's a short chapter, man. But so many guys define themselves on yeah. that, you know? But be, athletes become so much smarter, you know? Even like uh, Shaq, when Shaq retired, he, he has like, I don't know how many freaking businesses. A gazillion. I don't know who his manager is, but you know, Shaq was selling condoms, dude. Right now, he sells condoms. He he owns uh, that the pizza joint. He owns so much shit, a ton of stuff. But even before, but this is the thing, and didn't get publicized. But even before him, Magic Johnson didn't become a damn near billionaire because he's a good basketball player. Magic Johnson uh, invested into movie theaters and Starbucks (laughs) and put them up all over, dude. That's how he became a fucking icon mogul you know mm-hmm. no one's to talk, like those guys have forever have made moves to get them in the right position but i don't know why it's not more highlighted yeah. all right yuri prohashka shaved off his uh his antenna what no <laughs> but if he just loses all his power now i know that was his secret weapon and you're talking about chapters of lives so he says he needed another or end one chapter and start with new energy new energy new wave mm-hmm. Let's see it. Oh, there, there's no video? No, I don't think there's a video. He still looks sweet. That beard is fantastic. Yeah. Oh. He goes. Let the new air begin. Yeah. That's like a, was that a saber tooth fucking? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Man, that's intense necklace. The shirt says, relax. Mm-hmm. The ne- The chain says, savage. Yeah. Like the, the is that is that Hawaii or is that his hometown and what is I that? think it's his hometown yeah remember he went back and they had a huge reception oh my god yeah insane superstar yeah. now the, uh, the 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 clash of the the designs there I know man. pineapple like the shorts fashion, the, the pineapple shorts <laughs> floral shirt the top floral shirt and a giant then with the giant tooth. I mean I don't know what claw that is that a bear's claw that he killed or something I don't know his beard's fantastic yeah I wish I had that beard same but the whole the whole the the it's a very Tommy Bahama vibe for the champ here. It's very confusing because it says, I want to relax, but then this whole demeanor here says, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. It's very confusing. But yeah, let it begin. I'm, it's going to be fun, man. See what's, you know, okay. really fun. Uh, also, over the weekend, Jeremy Stevens had to shave his beard and his head to make weight. Oh, wow. You can't even tell that's him, huh? He looks so Well, different. I watched this live. Oh, okay. Again, another mismatch. I watched this live, and I was like, oh, he looks so much better with his beard. <laughs> that's how I recognize him. Yeah, this is like, yeah, it's trippy. He was but he made a, weight. Such a little spark plug. Yeah. Yeah, PFL's fun. Yeah, and they're getting good guys. It's just that, like, it's fun. You know, it's like, have, have you watched that other football league? It's on right now. It's in the offseason of the NFL. I think the Rock's behind or whatever. The XFL? It, it might be XFL. I forget what they call it, but it's like I was watching it when we were in Portland. I was watching the half, and I was just like, doing it wrong, it's football. Just like these other leagues are fighting. It ain't the, it ain't the UFC. It ain't the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just not. States. Yeah. States, yeah. And you know, like, they want to be somewhere else. 
They just they didn't make, you know, it's like no one's like, oh, I'm going to play in for the whatever is Los Angeles juggernauts instead of the Rams. Never. Kyla Harrison is the only person in PFL going, I'd much rather be here than the UFC. She's the only one. Everyone else, like, I mean, even the Bellator. It's the elephant in the room. We all know. You know, you all know. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. We know. But then there's those guys, you know, who fight in the PFL, like uh, Homeboy, who won the Brazil Ultimate Fighter. He was like, I've made more in a year fighting for PFL than I made my entire career in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Antonio Carlos Jr., shoe face? That yeah, guy, I shoe think face, I- yeah. Yeah, yeah, Antonio uh, Jr. He's like, I've, I've made more in, in a year fighting PFL yeah. than I did in the UFC. It's like, yeah, but if you're successful in the UFC, if you like were undefeated, the like the amount of money you can make in notoriety is insane. Mm-hmm. What did she get, Jen? Let me see. Um, this I thought was just—it's not going to happen. But Gilbert Burns said that if he fought Jorge Masvidal, he'll put in the contract that there's no takedowns, so Jorge could just uh, strike with him. It's a fun headline, but the UFC don't work I like know, that. I yeah. know. That's what Gilbert said. Be a fun fight. No, I'm so curious what they're going to do with those guys. Yeah. God damn, Kevin Holland stops alleged perfume thief? <laughs> yeah. This dude needs to just stop fighting the UFC and become Batman. I know. This is insane. Another one? Another Why one. is he always around crime, too? I don't know, but he's always finding himself in these situations, and he's always the hero. So. This is yeah. insane. I mean, how I can mean, you not like this kind guy? of like... <laughs> it says... Uh, this is 25 hours before his UFC fight. Holland's manager, uh, Oren, said the 29-year-old fighter on Friday stopped a would-be perfume thief. I mean, perfume, let it go. I know. Yeah, I mean, perfume. Don't get me wrong. They're stealing, expensive. Stealing, stealing. But mm-hmm. you're going to, 25 hours before a fight, you're going to risk injury to yeah. stop this guy from stealing, you know, Dior perfume? I bet it was Johnny Depp's Dior, man. There's stuff, stuff to get. They're selling like crazy. So, Savage. I used to wear it. Yeah. Savage. Savage. Right, you mean good. Savage, Johnny? <laughs> You're from Kentucky, dude. Quit talking like that. Uh, Holland's manager, Orrin, uh, stopped a would-be perfume thief in Austin by chasing down on foot. I bet Holland's fast, too, man. Yeah. Uh, Holland told MMA Junkie he gave chase after seeing another man shout about a stolen item while in pursuit of the alleged thief. The manager was unaware of whether the alleged thief was apprehended. Holland then returned several <laughs> bottles of perfume. I mean, just this dude is full blown. I mean, this is insane. He's a super superhero. Why is he always around it? It's, just, I, it's in. There's just too many. I don't know how this is possible, but I remember John Jones one time a long time ago chased down someone. That was my that fight. Was, that was my when he fought. Um, Shogun. Shogun? Yeah, oh, it was Tyler. in New York because we, we did the press tour at the Radio City Music Hall. Mm-hmm. And we were both there. And then, yeah, shortly after that, they said he apprehended a guy. But then it came out where people were like, that didn't happen like that. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. And I, again, I wasn't there. I, I don't know. But I know Holland. And this isn't like, Holland's just doing his thing, man. Yeah. It's a real-life kick-ass. It's kick-ass three, Kevin Holland. How is the Hollywood not put him in as the next... One of the guys in the He said he wants to do movies after this. He has a personality yeah. all day. Yep. All day. Um, this is a quick one. This is just Patty the Batty when he was younger. What's your name? Okay, do you have a fart nickname? He's all shy or what? No, yeah, he was super shy and like he didn't look anything like he does now. And then this is just a montage of him like kicking ass afterwards. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, uh, look at this! Look at this comment. He's good, but overhyped. It's like okay, okay. Dude, whatever. 
I mean, <laughs> dude, what do you want him to do? You know how much money that kid makes for being overhyped? Mm-hmm. All right, so this is just Peter Yan and Henry Cejudo going back and forth on social media. So Peter Yan put, uh, and it's at Peter Yan UFC. Hey, Henry Cejudo, you talked a lot when you were retired. Now, now it's time to back it up. Don't mind the fight, but I mm-hmm. definitely don't think he's going to take it. And that, yeah, Henry's only going to fight for the title. He only fights for gold. His, his name's Triple C, for God's sakes. He said, only if you had the gold, I would have loved to have buried you. You should go back to Dagestan and learn more wrestling because you got out-wrestled by Division Three All-American. That wouldn't be smart of you taking an Olympic champ after that loss. Uh, I'm after gold, ho. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And then Peter says, the truth is you retired the day I became number one contender and unretired on the same day I ceased to be the champion. Now you ducked me again only to prove those facts. He says, and you lost to Aljo Lame twice. Do you think the Olympic champ two division UFC is going to play with sorry-ass contenders? <laughs> your fat-ass bold manager is going to get your get you hurt. Uh, he misspelled you. That's all right. He does uh, some misspellings here and yeah. there. I'll give Tormson off if you subscribe subscribed to my technique of the week. You know I'm getting the title shoot next. I, I don't know it's if he's tough. on a purpose. Maybe he's just firing it off, you know? Uh, it's tough. Yeah, Peter Yon's not touching that fight. Yeah, Henry Sue is going to come out and fight, you know, Volkanovski or for 35-45 gold. He, he's earned it. He got retired as a double fucking champ. Yeah, he's got to fight for gold for sure. Um, this is okay. The last one, current events at least. So this is a fight that happened in a small organization, and the guy got kicked in the nuts. And then I'll show you what happens after that. Slattery looking to connect with those heavy well, shots, throwing that uppercut. Well, Sauerkopf landed a few nice shots. He's Ooh, coming straight right up, in the wiener. right in the wiener. Some wide on one. Oh, and he gets one time. The guy rushed in. Don't touch his wiener, revenge, man. Revenge, revenge. Don't touch a man's wiener. Boy, that fired up. Let me see. Just let me see the wiener kick again. Okay, and he, that boy rushed in because that he, he thought he was going to stop like kicking the wiener there. He's like, "Come on, man!" He's, what? Oh, go! Boom! Wiener power, daddy. That's that dick power. I think. Well, here it doesn't matter, but I think in the UFC, if there's an eye poke or a dick kick, deduct point no matter what. Yeah, no I warnings agree. automatically because it changes the outcome of the fight. Yep. The guy's compromised. Kick me in the nuts, dude. Come on. Yeah. God, how photoshopped is this uh, whole thing here? <laughs> I don't know. But so this is at 3 p.m. Pacific on Saturday, UFC card. Not the best, but oh, this the great fight there is Neil Magny and Shafkat Romanov. Tough Romanov. fight for Neil Magny. Yeah. They're not doing my boys any favors at all. Yeah. Adolfo uh, Vieira is fighting, who I always like to watch fight. Our boy Brian Kelleher yep. is fighting. Mario Batista. Yeah, the, the fight's not going to blow your hair back, but there's definitely some good fights on there. And also, there's Bellator oh, on Friday. Got? Hold on. Here it is. Gegard Masasi and Johnny Eblen, which I don't really know much about Johnny Eblen, but I think it's a title fight. All I know is Gegard Musasi, that big dick energy. Mm-hmm. You, go ahead and kick him in that big dick. See what happens, dude. Choke you unconscious. Gegard got that big old dick, man. Legend says. I'm telling you. And then there's also big, big energy. a BKFC. I don't recognize. Oh, you, I remember Paul Amino from, I think, World Series of Fighting or something. Yep. And then uh, all, that's, this is where Beck Rollins is back in. BKFC. Yes, we love Beck Rollins yeah. here at the shop show. And that's on a Friday as well. Beck doing the goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like what uh, BKFC is doing, man. Yeah. I really do. They're, if you actually sit down and watch it, it's 
a lot of it's fun. It's straight up yeah. entertaining. Yep. It is so entertaining. Well, that's it, kids. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you enjoyed Adrian. I'm a big fan of him. Um, Stand-up-wise, tour-wise, uh, LA is this Wednesday. Shopping friends. Oh, we have a beastie lineup. We got Adam Carolla. We got Trevor Wallace, Jeff Dye, my boy Craig Conan. Um, and then we have a very, very special guest who, if you got to get tickets to the show, he's a monster. Uh, very famous, very funny guy. You will see him as the special guest. That's this Wednesday, 8 p.m. only. I think it starts at 745. I actually was trying to bump it up earlier. So it might be 745 start time. Either way. One show only, 745, Hollywood Improv, uh, Shop and Friends with some monsters. And then uh, the Trash Panda Summer Tour continues in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Never been there, but the guys who own these clubs are my favorite owners in the business. They own uh, the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. The ones who set me up with the Emerson Theater. Uh, they own Spokane um, and Tacoma, I think. So, these guys just do it right, and they've never steered me wrong. So I've never been to Fort Wayne, Indiana. It is a beast to get there. There's one hotel in the town, and we're staying there. And Mark will be there as well with his shirt off if you want to touch his nipples. Um, yeah. So that is Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Trash Panda Tour continues. This merch, the new Trash Panda Tour, Thick Boy merch, can only get in person. That will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And San Diego is the Laugh Factory in the heart of San Diego, uh, California. Laugh Factory, San Diego, July 21st to the 23rd. Also have special guests there. That's going to be a big show. Uh, and then Baltimore, Maryland is August 4th through the 6th. Just added Appleton, Wisconsin, September 8th through the 10th. Houston, Boston in September. Get your tickets at thickboy.com. Uh, the Father's Day sale has ended. We have new Thick Boy tie-dye merch dropping end of June. It is some of my favorite shit. Uh, it's fantastic. So all that is coming very soon, kids. Um, but Hollywood Improv this Wednesday. I think I have uh, the laugh. I have spots at the Laugh Factory this week too. So you can find me on there. It's on their lineup. Um, I'm there on Friday at 8 p.m. for sure. And then Saturday, I'm doing jam in the van in L.A. too. So I'm all over. When I'm not on tour, I'm doing spots around L.A. So come get some. Um, but yeah, uh, Hollywood Improv Wednesday in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You're next on the big uh, tour dates there. And that's it, kids. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for subscribing, liking. Uh, we have a big week coming up with uh, food truck guests. I'm going to tell you who. I like to keep it a surprise. Um, but that's it. All right. Love you guys. Be nice to each other. Uh, enjoy your holiday. And I will see you around the way. Love you. Bye. <laughs>